Hello, welcome to the roundtable. This is the roundtable, the Juggalo roundtable. This is my intro. How was that, guys? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. Cool. This is the first roundtable, I think, of the year. No, it's the second one this year. That's <laughs> the first of the year. Closing out strong here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the second roundtable of 2022. Episode Are you six. saying you're going to get this out by, by 2022? Possibly. All right. Possibly. Sorry, continue. Okay. Welcome to episode six of the Juggalo Roundtable, where nerds sit around and talk about nerdy shit. And I am joined today by some very esteemed individuals in the Juggalo subculture world. I am joined by Peter. Hello there. Juggalo Rewind. Pete? That is, that is I. Juggalo Rewind, your second favorite Juggalo podcast. Awesome. This one being the first one, obviously. Obviously. Also joining me from the Juggalo Rewind podcast is Chris. Hello. Good to be here. I'm excited. I haven't been on one yet. That's right. I think you're the only one here that is a first timer. I know. I'm ready. Consider your cherry popped. <laughs> Um, also on the show today is Robbie of Diff Tug slash Twisted History fame. Robbie, it's me. It is you. Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm here. Just you talking here. to you. Just having a lovely evening over here uh, in the Juggalo Round Table, episode six, end of the year wrap up. Hell yeah! Give me enough room. I will say a word every eight seconds or so. so okay, you just fill every gap. If nobody's talking, you talk. That's your job. All right. And one more guest, a uh, return guest, Mister Mushy Mustard. Hi. I feel very unqualified to be on here. I think we're the unqualified ones. <laughs> yeah. I feel. I feel fantastic. I feel qualified. <laughs> oh come on calm down there superior okay well now i feel inferior and i also feel hungry and maybe a little bit tired um i didn't introduce myself i'm jiggles i'm the the host i guess of this show um it's not really my show it's our show i say jiggles is the glue that binds the juggalo subculture underground 
I wouldn't go that far. But Jiggles, you're, Jiggles <laughs> you're the only one I've heard of before joining the ICP with Wii server because uh, Dim Carnival talked about you a bunch. Oh shit! Well, look at me, Mister Celebrity. I'll try not to let it go to my head, guys. I'll try. You brought everyone together, like Chris said. It's the glue that holds us all. It's the only reason we sat through all your Shucks. technical difficulties. I'm going to advise Mustard to go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they were just talking, talking about Robbie all the time. Okay, do what I do. I know you so much as Robbie now instead of Interesting uh, <laughs> Nah, just kidding, just kidding. It's a great appearance, though. Give it a, give it a listen. Awesome. Okay, well, let's start this. Uh, let's start this shindig. Let's start this show. Uh, like Robbie said, we're doing a end of year roundup, wrap up, roundup. We're going to talk about a little wrap up about rap round music, a little roundup at the round table partner. There's a snake in my boot. Get rid of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe it's just because of all the rigmarole trying to get this set up, but I am just feeling hella goofy right now. <laughs> For everybody listening, we've spent the last hour just trying to get this thing to record. Actually, it's been more than an hour. It's, been it's all worth it. It's all going to be worth it for the podcast. It for will the- all be explained. <laughs> you took my bit. In the book. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Okay, so, end of your wrap-up. There was some music that released in the juggalo world in 2022 and it seemed like i don't know if you guys felt like this but for me it felt like there was nothing happening for like the first 10 months of the year there was only a handful of releases and it was just kind of like oh this is going to come out eventually this is going to come out and then all of a sudden halloween november just the floodgates opened and all of these albums spilled out in front of me is that an accurate uh, assessment for what happened? Personally, I would give you a big, it depends. <laughs> uh, Perfect. <laughs> it depends what you're interested in and paying attention to. Uh, you're talking like direct Juggalo ICP world. That sounds accurate to me, although there was an EP earlier than that. Uh, round, uh, what, whenever the first one came out. And then there was two by, by summer. But... Um, but if you're talking larger underground scene, I mean, there was a ton of stuff uh, from artists, you know, below the surface of that. Uh, a lot of good stuff came out that I was paying attention to this year. But yeah, as far as the, the big boys, the main squeezes um, of the Juggalo world, I would say it was it was a light year. A buzz light year, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bringing back to the Toy Story again with the snake in my boot reference. Did you just watch that last night? No, I haven't seen that in years. Hmm, just uh, I thought it was a great. big Money Wrestlers reference. In <laughs> <Buzz laughs> the foot. I'm the foot. <laughs> so, Robbie, you're absolutely right. Um, and it won't be any secret to you guys. Uh, I don't really pay too much attention really deep below the surface of the Juggalo world. I'm into a lot of different kinds of music and Sometimes I just get stuck on things, and I know Robbie, you're always asking me about different albums or different artists, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and I always intend to check things out, and I usually don't. I'm bad about that. 
I'm also really old school. I don't listen to a whole lot of music that I haven't actually bought. Even though I, I am an Apple customer now, I'm an Apple subscriber now. So I have the capability, I have the technology to listen to everything that's out there. I just don't have I just don't have the habits to do that yet. I don't have the routine. I'm, you know, very much start my work day, pick out a playlist or a couple of albums, let it run, and that's what I'm listening to for the whole day without deviation. Uh, just for convenience sake. But I tell you that I didn't think there was going to be a whole lot to talk about coming up towards the end of the year. And then I realized that, oh, actually, I kind of have a stack of CDs here that there's, I think, 11 CDs here that I bought throughout the year and a couple of digital releases that I bought. And just because I love to talk, I'm going to tell you what those releases were. You do that. We're here to listen. When they came out. And then you guys can fill in the gaps. Robbie, I know you have a giant, enormous list of stuff that came out. If I knew we were bringing CD stacks to the table, Daddy, I would have been prepared. But I'm not, so I'll go off top. That's okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what. And I'm going to start by saying something that I didn't buy, but it came out like right at the beginning of the year, and I almost bought was the new light album what was it meta metamorphose i think is what probably it was. that's <laughs> one i was not on my radar okay it was but, kind uh, of on my radar because i enjoyed lights uh album on psychopathic so when he was finally releasing this one i thought oh okay cool i'll check this out it's called it's called metamorphosis okay and it came out march 11th and it's got a ton of guests on it. I mean, it's got Lazy Bone. Um, you've got Straight Jacket, um, Buckshot's on here. And I had wanted to, I figured I was just going to buy it sight unseen. And then I went to his website and it was $14.99 plus $11 ship. And I said, <laughs> nope, no, thank you. That's a lot. <laughs> and it was sitting in the, it was sitting on my uh, Apple queue for a long time. And then I finally listened to it a couple days ago. So sorry, Light. It's been, nine months since your album came out and i finally listened to it and i'll tell you it was good it was All good. Right. it was good it was but it's up. not 14.99 plus 11 dollars shipping good yeah there's a it real was... shipping inconsistency in the underground i gotta say uh sometimes i'm paying five dollars ish sometimes i think i bought something recently where i think i paid a good yeah like 12 dollars shipping for a single like this <laughs> fuck uh, that which was at least the price of the disc. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a $10.99 plus $4.99 shipping. That's perfect. If it's something I really, really want, I'll pay a little more. But it makes no sense for any music to be shipped at that price. I don't no. get how that even happens. No, no, no idea. I think yeah, they I get just a big print pre- or something, but yeah. I mean, weird. is he shipping it just you know off of what UPS says on their website? I mean. <laughs> Right. Or maybe yeah, just I think a flat even rate for like anywhere you could possibly ship it, including Canada, and then just print Average on the same label or something. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But you gave yeah, overall, but... once you bypassed that shipping and went straight <laughs> to the stream, you said it. Uh, you liked it. I liked it. I did. I only listened to it once. It was a couple days ago. Um, but I did really enjoy it. And I thought it was a. It was really good. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the CD in my hand, so I can't tell you exactly who was on it and who produced. 
but it was good and i highly recommend everybody to check it out um light's dope i really enjoyed um the psychopathic monster ep and this is a good follow-up to that and i don't mean it's better so, i heard it was better that's the word i heard was better yeah it was good i don't know mark Who's i have mark? no uh <laughs> i have no connection to light but lazy bone piques my interest so i will at least give that a try and if that works i'll go through the whole album yeah you there can't you go. go wrong with it 2022 lazy bone feature right right Okay, so now I'll tell you what my actual list was. Okay. Uh, Wicked Vic the Weed from Insane Clown Posse came out February 17th. I think everybody knows that and everybody copped that. Everybody. 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 Um, Next up, uh, Twisted's Nickelback. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They did a Nickelback cover? How did I miss this? It was the collab anticipation of the year. Everybody was waiting on that Nickelback X twisted collab. Uh, no, it was their 420 uh, Astronomicon, actually, I think, uh, EP. It was. It was. And Pete, you got that for me. Chris got it for me, and then I bequeathed it to you. You queefed on it and gave it to awesome. me, and I love it. It's wonderful. Um, actually, that was a pretty, pretty sweet little uh, EP. I think um, if you take out the intro and the two remixes, it's like two or three songs. But those are dope songs. And the, and intro. the intro's fun. There's, I think there's rapping on the intro, some original Yeah, a little bit. Uh, lyrics. Yeah, it's got a really cool kind of like uh, disco kind of funky vibe to it. I think Fritz the Cat did the whole thing and he did a phenomenal job on it. He did, front to back. Even yeah. the remixes, I believe. Yeah. Side note, I may need you to uh, rip that and send me the MP3s because I kept mine sealed. Cause oh, I thought I already sent it to you. I think that was the other CD. Maybe not. I'll I'll double check our super secret uh, list. Yeah, you double check that. If not, I'll send it to you again. Uh, next up was um, Mr. Gray Operation Delirium uh, simultaneously with Buckshot and Mr. Gray Berserkers EP, which I don't know if everybody heard those or not, but they are great. Both of them are good albums. Really solid. It was later released as a single disc with all the tracks. Um, there was some differential with the bonus tracks, I think. Which one are you taking of the two? Um, I th- I think uh, the Berserkers EP I like a little bit more. Um, and that might just be because it has the uh, the Maelstrom remix on it, even though that's on like every album that came out in the last two years. Yet yeah, not on streaming, I don't think. No, probably not. It's on about uh, eight different CDs. <laughs> right. <laughs> but couldn't throw it over on the old Apple the, music. It's the bitches of 2022. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's good. Uh, I think I'm going Operation Delirium as an overall album. Uh, I like better. I think it, it works uh, better as a front to back album. But I do like the Cabal song and that remix uh, that are on Berserkers a lot. Yeah. As a low key mark. Yeah. I, I enjoyed both of those albums a lot. Um, I'm I'm quickly becoming a fan of Buckshot. I hardly knew who he was two years ago. And I think he actually followed me on Instagram for a little while. And I had no idea who he was. I'm like, oh, this is just some guy. Yeah. Huh? Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the Double Dragon album P 
piqued my in, piqued my interest and talking a lot to uh, Mike the Straight as Juggalo, who is a uh, what is that word, Pete? Mark. Mm. No. <laughs> I think that's accurate to say. Um, talking to him a lot, listening to the Double Dragon. I was like, damn, this is really good. So I bought that. Then I bought Cabal, and I now own a small chunk of his uh, mob style discography because I'm just super impressed with the quality and the consistency of the projects just overall. And so I was really looking forward to the Operation Delirium and Berserkers and it was handsomely rewarded. I enjoy both projects. Um, then there was Fuckface, Old Sins Cast Long Shadows. Great album. Great album. I thought those, those guys blew it out of the park. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that because they're my friends. <laughs> they blew this out of the park. It exceeded my expectations of what I already thought was going to be really cool. I agree. Good stuff. Uh, what came next? Then uh, Pug Ugly the Stink Bud, another ICP EP, which was really good. Um, I think both of these EPs, I honestly have a hard time like remembering wh what song is on which one because I listened to them both about the same amount. And I thought that I thought both of them were really good. I thought that as the EP itself tracks one through four or five or whatever, I consider the last two tracks bonus tracks on both of them. Both two tracks. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Why go, go, go in. Um, me go in. Okay. <laughs> Explain. Go in. <laughs> okay. Let me prepare my material. Okay. Wicked Vic. So Wicked Vic, Send in the Clowns, Clown Bounce, Mutilator, Hyde Park, Pedla. Those are the the first five tracks on Wicked Vic. Um, Hungry Like a Wolf is a cover, and it's totally left field. I disagree as well. That's the... <laughs> disagree with the cover. <laughs> okay, it's, 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 a, it's a pseudo cover. It's, it's a, so it's a good. It's, it's a kind of cover. It's an ICP cover. Um... But then but again, you don't consider that canon as part of the cons the, the 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 record. That's a bonus. It doesn't extra. seem canon to me for this EP. Okay. Um, well, some kind of truly a seed. End. And then the the final track is "Ain't No Time" remix, which is a remix of a song on "Yum Yum Bedlam," and I don't consider that canon for the EP either. Agreed. I would take that as a bonus track, and I would also take it and throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mind it. I, I like it about as much as the original, which is to say that I thought it was kind of weak at first, but that fucking hook, it's just, it gets stuck in your head. That's all I'm I can down. say. It's a catchy ass song. I, I like the original. I just don't need a equally fine remix, I guess. I Correct. agree. It is an equally fine remix. I agree with that. I don't mind it at the end as a bonus track. I know this is a hot take, but to me, Hungry Like a Wolf is like the highlight of that album. Oh, one no. of it's very Ow. fun. I think it's a lot of it's fun. It's a fun track. Hey. And I like the message of it. It's okay. like, it's I like a, he goes Lord. to hell at the end. This classic, like, guy kills person and then goes to hell. That's classic ICP. The, uh, the whoop, 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 whoop. That is very funny to me. I'm not even it sure that I... works for me. Yeah. I'm not even sure that, I, that I've heard that, like, really listen to that song all the way through. I know I've, it's played all the way through, but I kind of lose interest. The whoop, whoop, whoop part just kind of irritates me, and I don't know. I don't like it. 
right. um, but can I take over for a second and ask a quick question around the table? Sure. Yeah. That song, <clears throat> and we haven't talked about where everyone is from. The name of the song, Hungry Like The, what's the last word? How do you pronounce it? Wolf. Wolf. No, it's not. <laughs> Wolf. Chris? Wolf. Okay. So uh, not very often, I feel, in psychopathic lore, do you hear their Midwestern accent? <laughs> but that is like a number one example, right? Well, I, you guys are from the Midwest. I hear the Midwest accent a lot. But not words that, oh, I guess I don't catch words that they say that are uh, vastly wrong. Shevel? That's one of First. them. First. Is Shevel a Midwest thing? Yeah. It's got to be. I always take all of these as violent jade speech. <laughs> I didn't realize they were regional. Yeah, that's kind of what I assume. Yeah, could be. I think uh, that is like, there's a couple of them. Like, Chris can probably chime in. Like, Wolf, Big Wolf is one of them. Wolf. Creek. A lot of people around here say crick. Uh, rough instead of roof. Like, it's just weird little shit like that. But I, I noticed that Shaggy says want instead of like went. Hmm. Hmm. I never picked up on that. Know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, all right. Sorry to derail you, but yeah. Okay. That's fine. Consider it derailed. Um, so, the first five tracks on this Wicked Vic were produced by either Shaggy the Airhead or. Devereaux, but I guess on the beat. Yeah, on the beat. I guess one was from Kuma. But then Hungry Like the Wolf is Mike P. And it just sounds different, you know? The hotter take, and where I was really leading you, is you're saying you consider um, 80s rock ballad a bonus track. Yes. Okay. I think that's a nice closer. I think it's a nice closer. I I like it as a song. Um, But also... Uh, tracks one through five on Pug were produced by Mike Clark as a single project. 80s rock ballad was Mike P. And then there's the Queens remix, which was Mike P also. So Was it confirmed uh, that Mike P did the 80s rock ballad? I, I, I never saw like, a I, confirmation. I think it was. I, th- I think we got that confirmed somehow. Or Yeah, I thought I remember seeing it as well. Yeah. Okay. Gotta leave the main event for the end of the city. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love 80s Rock Ballad. I think that's a lot of fun, but I consider it a bonus track because the surprisingly, the Pug Ugly EP kind of stays consistent with the theme for those first five tracks, mm-hmm. which is very odd for ICB. <laughs> but I think it's, and I think the, the Vic is a little bit less, but. I don't know. I just think tracks six and seven on both of them are kind of bonus tracks. And also with the fact that they said that after all three EPs were going to come out, there was going to be an album that combined tracks from the first three or from those EPs minus some tracks plus some bonus tracks. So I just assumed that you would have tracks one through five on the three EPs and then you'd have two bonus tracks to make 17 tracks i assume yeah i just assume they would just take the remixes off because it's redundant and then maybe do another track i don't know you know what we all assumed this was going to happen seven years ago so who knows yeah the real answer is the 30p is going to be completely fucking different like these both kind of line up similarly like you said those first five yeah those first five have like the yum yum vibes i can see 
where you say those rock ones were kind of bonus, even though they're more original tracks, I guess you'd say, but you, you would think the next one would be, okay, five tracks that fit Yum Yum gimmick, a Rocky one, and then a remix. But you know it's going to be like, here's three Shaggy solo tracks in something. <laughs> just completely throw off. Yeah. The real assumption is there it's will be happen. more. <laughs> That's true. The third one actually comes out. Yeah. yeah. Imagine they cut out cut out like the second track of each one, but keep the remixes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep the remixes. We need that. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the Queen's remix. I'll just say that. I don't need either remix. I couldn't even tell you the difference really when it comes to like when I'm thinking of remixes. I just you. Had, why mess something then, up when it's there's a right? clear difference? But but to be honest, I I mean off the top of my head, I can't tell you what it is. They definitely sound different, right. and if you played me them side by side, I go like, "Yeah, this is yeah. the album version." But they don't. There's nothing interesting enough about either of them to be worth existing. Correct. So that's why I think those are throwaways, and I think the track six on each EP is just a fun bonus track. I got you. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Go through your okay. rundown. I just thought that was an interesting take okay. that could be explored. So, then uh, was Boondocks. So much blood. That one, it kind of, it kind of snuck up, kind of came in surprisingly, and I think everybody forgot about it right after it came out. If anybody even checked it out, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I did check it out, and I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't one I returned to a lot. I guess as the as it rolled on. Yeah, yeah, I didn't return to it a lot either, but it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was because that's when the floodgate opened, because that was true the end of uh, September. So then like right after that was the Alazululu reanimator remix. Right. I haven't gotten to listen to that yet. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's all like uh, Billy Obey doing original beats for songs from Almighty and Mausoleum. And mm-hmm. uh, it puts a different spin on them. It, it, it got me concentrating on the lyrics and kind of recontextualizing them. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Didn't make a, like a list of top anything of anything outside of maybe top remix albums that came out. But uh, yeah, I, I it was a lot of fun and I give it regular spins. Yeah. I might buy that from Zoom sometime. Is that not on streaming services? No, I haven't seen that on anywhere. It's not no, it's only on their website on CD. Zoomart.com Zoomart. I like those um, guys. I haven't checked that out, but I was like sold just off the album art because it's, you know, reanimator. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is it. I need to hear this, but I haven't got to it. Yeah, that's got one of the best covers of the year. I'll buy that at camp. There you go. There you go. Where's the 10 inch? I need a 10 inch of it. Oh, I got you. Is it only remixes from uh, Almighty and Mausoleum? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Let's see, those are the two albums I like from them. There you go. Yeah. And the Almighty. The first, the first track. Fire. That was uh, going to hell. Was it like? I love the original song of that from um, the Almighty, and this one was just totally different. Like I know Mike and Schmeev, especially, always talks about how rare it is for a remix to actually kind of like change the vibe of a song. Mm-hmm. I think this one does consistently, though. I think every track has a totally different vibe than the original. Absolutely, and especially going to hell. I think I'll that say means, especially Deathbed. Yeah, yeah, that one too. For that, yeah, hell yeah. Fucking eat it. 
Um, okay. I'm hopping off then, this right after, trying to find it. <laughs> after that was Songs of Sam Hain 3, Cult of Night. Good one. Real good I like, one. I like that one. A great fucking comp. Um, really a great uh, Jamie Madrock solo album almost. That's 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 been my my hot take is that uh, I think all the songs of Sam Hain compilations are sort of Madrock's solos with a lot a healthy dose of monoxide, but also other people. The only like, consistent yeah. through the whole thing is Madrock's, and he, it's yeah, it's what he's best at. Or not, it's not what he's best at. I won't say that, but it's, it's something he excels at in doing like a horror themed thing. And uh, yeah, I think it's I can't wait to hear him every year. Yeah, I hope they continue this for time indefinite. Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot about, of fun like, because it's you get your HOK tracks, you get your Twisted tracks, you get tons of other guest features, you get your Venomous 5 tracks, and it's all just kind of different aspects of what Jamie is doing. And then especially on this third one, you've got the the rock tracks with the all the horror guys and like especially Soggy Pumpkin at the end, which side note looking at the track list i was like oh fuck that's gonna be the best sex song in the world right oh. <laughs> i knew and you were ready for that and i was a little disappointed but then i was listening to the song and i'm like holy fuck this is my favorite song on the on the album you're disgusting <laughs> the only person disappointed by that maybe historically maybe so but i mean soggy pumpkin come on after they did pimples on your pumpkin hey man i'm not a creep <laughs> <laughs> okay okay strike that from the record <laughs> edit that out <laughs> no i'm not um so yeah that was an amazing album and i think it's just a, the that one in particular but the first two songs of tamane also were just jamie just kind of flexing on whatever he's feeling like doing he wants to sing he wants to write emo ass songs he wants to do the posse cuts he wants to do it all with a horror halloween theme and he fucking nails it. I really like the two HOK tracks on there. I, to me, it's like the the only ones of the the modern HOK era that I, I really liked so far. And they're the best, that, I think, uh, of post-breakup HOK. Go ahead. Sorry. That yeah. later one, was it... Um, I don't have an on right here, but the, it's something about a witch, right? Witch the final mother? HOK track. Witch Mother. Yeah. Is that what it is? That yes. one was the most HOK track I've heard since... I mean, I love uh, Death to Anyone as well, but this one was like the most, okay, this feels like if HOK had the, you know, the, the time they put in like he did now and the production value and all that, this is like the pinnacle of what they would sound like is that track, I feel like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I hope they keep going that direction. It's cool. Agree. Yeah. And how weird is it that they have a Boondocks feature on the other HOK track? Yeah, I guess if HOK kept going all these years, they would, you know, they would have features. Yeah, it's just weird because there's like no features on any HOK songs. That's true. Yeah, there's, there's there might literally zero, huh? Yeah, there's there's zero except the uh, the remix of the monstrosity, but that doesn't really count because it's a remix. Yeah. Well, shout out to Boondocks. Shout out to Boondocks. See you getting the, remixes. Yeah. The only guest feature on an HOK track, uh, but not the only HOK track featuring another artist that we're going to get. And that leads to the next album, which is 
Buckshot Hel Helter Skelter The Accomplices 2, which was a great compilation. Agreed. Slash album, I guess. Yeah, tape? I mean, whatever you want to call it. It plays like a compilation. It does. It plays like a compilation. Every track has a different guest artist. And holy shit, the list of guest artists that he was able to pull, even for him, was amazing. Um, his new group, Warlock, which was a pretty cool, pretty cool song. I don't really know those people, but that was a cool song. Not even his new group. I think he's guesting on right. their track, more or less. They're going to be a mob-style music group, but it's uh, right. Shy One, uh, who's an old-school, like, horrorcore.com era guy, along with uh, Boondocks, and who is third on that? I've not looked at it in a minute. I'm going off the dome. Um, Kung Fu Vampire. No. No? Yes. 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 Kung Fu Vampire. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who yeah, I was uh, never interested in until I heard Double Dragon. And I thought, holy crap, this guy's good. Yeah, I'm excited to see what that project uh, looks like when it comes out. I think it's slated for early next year. And uh, yeah, between those three guys, I have no idea what to expect because they are very different from each other each. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get an uh, Alozulu song, um, Underground Avengers, Grave Plot. He dug up Grave Plot, which is yeah. awesome. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Killacy, or maybe a lot of people don't know who Grayplot was. I don't know. I thought their album on Strange was dope. I've always liked that album. And the, the song itself, it was like, eh, it was all right, but it was really cool just to have them on it. Um, and then there's a song with Ritual of Ether, who I am vaguely familiar with, and Diabolic the Monster, who was an Axe affiliate. Uh, Diabolic was originally in Maniacs, which was the group that also featured a young Billy Obey and Joey Black, who later, you know, would go on to form Al Azuli Lou. Uh, Diabolic was briefly in the group uh, again in 2016, but not long enough to put out any music before they kind of had a falling out and they've been kind of working together here and there again since then. But yeah, so him and Ritual of Ether have a group called Underlords. Um, and so it's basically an Underlords track featuring Boondocks. But yeah, really cool track. I like that one a lot. Diabolic's a great rapper. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Oh the Horror and Light, which is a cool track. Light always kills it. Oh the Horror, I didn't care about that much really until recently. Um, and I'm still like not really a huge fan of them, but I think their guest spots are a lot of fun and they bring a lot of different kind of energy to collab tracks yeah i think they had two of some of the standout tracks on songs of sam hayden three as well so yeah unclear yeah. was great so yeah i'm excited to see what they're doing with their next album because it's got a lot of cool features but we'll get in that we'll get to that what we expect from uh, next year portion right um and then there's a song with twisted insane Ugh. and son i don't know who son is son is a rapper um oh. he's like sort of an alazulu affiliate um comes from the general like uh underground propaganda squad era that you know was kind of helmed not helmed but like under the influence of low-key and then he's worked with zool a lot he's on a couple tracks on their psycho album and then billy obey from alazulu produced his full album granite eyes which came out in 2021 and is really good worth a check dope 
He sampled uh, um, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask in the intro of that album, so that makes it that kind of cool. And it's crazy to me that they have their own like sub world with this many people branching off of it. Yeah, I mean they've been affiliated with affiliated people, you know, from different like I mean they they kind of came up through like I said like that UPS scene which was Loki and a bunch of people like Mad Max and um, super famous fun time guy. I'm just kind of stemmed from there too because Whipstick was uh, Loki's hype man and Mr. Eight Legs did a bunch of the art and stuff. So that was like a fully functioning ecosystem that then Loki kind of retired from doing anything public besides releasing music. And uh, Zool kind of almost took the mantle of that and ran with it. And they're doing good. They're, 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 they're bringing a lot of people, bringing eyes to a lot of people, I guess that was what I'm yeah. trying to Good for them. I mean, that's a totally different conversation, but they are a throwback that almost are 20 years too late in, <laughs> in my eyes. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love what they bring to the whole genre. Yeah, yeah so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I would paid absolutely zero attention to any of that scene. Had no idea what any of it was. Only heard Zool uh, from the Almighty shortly after that was released and immediately became a fan, but still haven't dived into that prior stuff. Don't really know much from Loki. Just haven't really checked it out. Don't add. Yeah, all that happened is like a, a window when we were out of the game, me and uh, Peter, when we were in our world of underground, I guess you call it, whatever you'd want to call this, you know, genre that all happened. That window we were not fully checked out, but checked out enough that we weren't getting deep into the weeds of a, what was happening yeah yeah same i didn't really pop back into the scene until 2015 ish and then it was like slowly you know inching i'm more like earlier than that but that's when i really was invested and uh all of this has been basically like looking back research kind of stuff and there's a lot of good stuff to to sink your teeth into yeah i gotta say around 2010 i think 2010 i kind of partly checked out um, was still picking up the the psychopathic albums and strange music. I was really into that at the time, but I wasn't really keeping up with anything beyond just those basic albums until about 2016, 2017 or so when I really started to dive back in. And now it's just like, oh, there's so much stuff to catch back up on, and I just don't have time for all of it. <laughs> but I'll get there. I, I would love to go back and check all this stuff out, but I'm too busy listening to every Pearl Jam bootleg front <laughs> to back from 1992 to present. So did you? Not I gotta keep. Me? I gotta keep up my Spotify point zero zero one the top fan base for Pearl Jam listening. Did you not finish that mission though? Uh, I did, but now I kind of want to go back and do it again. <laughs> What a maniac. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm, I'm going to go back into my uh, Seattle playlists. I finished that last week from my 12 playlist uh, mission of revisiting everything from, well, everything from the Seattle grunge scene from 84 up to 99. Respect. I know I missed some stuff, but it took me from, shoot, I think September all the way through to December to get through it. I like but I'm it. ready to dive back in from the beginning again. Uh, but anyways, that's this is not a, a grunge 
podcast. This is a <laughs> this is a juggalo podcast, kind of. Um, so, back, so back to the accomplices. Um, we have a gorilla voltage, which was I don't know much about them, but it was interesting to see that it was the two of them working together under that name again. Yeah, listed as that was cool. Yeah, I've done anything since 2019 when they're I think January 2019 their last album came out and then they pretty much broke up immediately. Yeah, I know that they still uh, work together because Clockwork was on Mr. Gray's album. Yeah, and that was the yeah. first time they'd done anything since breaking up. So that was uh, I think oh. they I think they probably rekindled their friendship or whatever, but just didn't get the back group back in full swing. Right. And then there's a giant posse cut with DJ Clay, Straight Jacket, Kid Crusher, Drama. Project Born, Fam, Schizo, Zetro, Hard Jaws, Doc Gruesome, and Stray. Which I really don't know a whole lot about most of those people. But then there's a drive-by. A drive-fucking-by. I don't... I mean... It, it's not listed as drive-by, but it's blazing APK. <laughs> Especially not listed as drive-fucking-by is what I was getting at. <laughs> don't need to have seen it up. No, it's, it's, it's uh, featuring Blazier, fucking dead homie. And oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> Uh, which also, I mean, in in, in classic uh, drive-by whatever, in, I think, like, Boondocks, not so, I'm sorry, they work together closely, Buckshot, uh, <laughs> like, specifically wanted a specific thing, and he got it in that Blaze is doing his old-school, screamy voice, ABK mm-hmm. sounds like old ABK, it's like Buckshot was like, let's make this a track that could have come out in 2001, and it's it's great. Yeah, and I think he did that with all of these tracks to some extent. He, yeah, I think he curated what he wanted out of the guests for sure. For sure, yeah. And even to the point of writing his verses almost too on the nose yeah. <laughs> where he's talking about the the guests that are on the song a lot yeah. of time. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. It's cool. I don't mind. Um, there's a track with uh, Jay Reno and Gruesome who I know who they are. Not really too familiar. Um... Big Hoodoo makes an appearance, uh, and then Young Ooh. Wicked and MMFD. MFD? I don't know, but I know Robbie knows. It's Scum and Insane Poetry. And there you go. And From, it's Young uh, Wicked. LSP. And it's interesting that he's Young Wicked. He's not James Garcia. It is interesting. It's also interesting that they put them on a track together. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense on paper, but, it, you know, hey, why not? That's a cool song. I like it. Yeah. And then there's the Fun Time Gang. Super famous fun time guys. Mm-hmm. The song is called What I Need. And what I need is to hear another song with the fun time guys. You did. And you'll and hear I, and more did, soon because Buckshot's got another compilation coming out. Yes. Any day now with new features from them and Zool. Yes. And That's then a group I really need to get into. Like, I have not heard thing one from them, and everyone loves them. So they are, I mean, here I'm we go. At, their masks right here on my desk. Uh, they're probably my favorite active group right now. So, yeah, I would highly recommend. Uh, go with uh, Mom's Not Offended, She's Concerned EP. Uh, it's a nice little eight-track um, sampler kind of of what they do. And uh, it's a good entry point, I'd say. I agree with that. It's a good yep. entry point. And uh, my personal favorite Fun Time Guys song, well, maybe not, but it's definitely one that I always think about is uh, Now That's What I Call Murder Volume 1. With James Garcia. With James Garcia. Nah, he's Young Wicked there. He has billed us. Yeah, I mean, he's whoever yeah. he's... And he did the beat uh, in classic okay. Young Wicked beat. That song's just fucking incredible. All three of those guys just wrap their asses off. It's a fun beat. 
and it's got a, a strange and weird title, which is just so on brand. That's what they do. That's what they do. And the final track on this uh, monster of an album is A House of Crazies featuring Buckshot, which was also a single called Hell on Halloween. And our work on that single, too. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Really cool. And it's not as good as the other two House of Crazy songs that we got this Halloween season, but it's still a solid track. It got spoiled a little bit by coming out so close to SOS 3 because those tracks were so good. And that this one's like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There'll never be too much HOK, though, in October. Exactly. To say the least. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's that album that we talked about a lot. Oh, can I say, I, I, I thought the uh, the skits at the end, beginning and end of that album were really cool, too. They were okay. Have you listened to other Buckshot uh, material? They no. were very, very unbreakable Buckshot. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he has those long, kind of detailed, um, like, plotted out skits in all of his albums, and they all have kind of a theme that carries throughout. If, if you like that, hey, jump on in. Yeah. Check it's out Cabal. Cool. That's one thing that I like about Buckshot's releases, is most of them have a concept, not necessarily that it's a concept album as far as the songs, but just that there is a concept behind the artwork and the skits and just the whole vibe of the release. And I think that's, I don't know, that's one of the things that I like the best about about Buckshot releases. And it's very consistent. He always has those and each one is different. And yeah, the acting on some of the skits is a little cringe and bad, but eh, what are you going to do? It's a skit on a rap album. His friend that works at his label <laughs> just does yeah. them all. So maybe, maybe it's his kids that are helping out too. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then another Buckshot related thing, uh, Gateway, which I don't know. It's billed as Underground Avengers. I don't know that it's really a proper release or is it a sampler? I'm not sure. Like but EP, I checked right? it out. Like, them. What's that? But then it's, it's it's like an EP, which is predominantly yeah. Underground Avengers, and then a couple other tracks that aren't. Yes. Okay. Yes, I don't have a physical copy of it, but I do have it. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. Yeah. We don't need to spend too much time. No, but what it's, it is. <laughs> it's good. It's a. It was a, a Halloween EP, but it's not really Halloween themed. There's. Um, it's Halloween in that it came out then and was part of his Hallow Bleed show. Correct, VIP and it has a pumpkin on the cover. So yeah. there you go. Um, there's four tracks by Underground Avengers, the fourth one featuring Recognize. Then there's a Buckshot and Lil White collab. Then there's a Buckshot song with two other guys. And then there's a Buckshot and Light collab. And then it ends with a skit, which is kind of teasing the next uga album yeah so it's a little eight song ep it was fun i liked it um and then keeping things going with the halloween stuff uh fuck face at it again the tricks ep which spoiler alert i'm on the album <laughs> um, you are on it darby o'trill the juggalo judgment yeah, i'm on it. And there's, I mean, there's better guests than that. We got uh, a. <laughs> Ouch. I mentioned on it. My so. wife is on it. I also mentioned on it. What the fuck, man? 
was all that was left out here. <laughs> you don't apparently you guys don't live in the same neighborhood as us and go trick or treating every Halloween with us. That's true. Yeah. So I thought that w- that was a cool little EP. And uh, shout out to the JJ boys, Juggler Judgment, for killing it on those fucking skits. Laughed my ass off listening to those. I like that album a lot. I hope I get a physical. Yeah, I'm interested in the physical, especially with the remix of uh, Wanted for Murder. I'm curious if uh, if my part's going to be different on the remix, because I, I sent them like five different parts. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And, yeah. And then there was like five different versions of uh, my wife's skit at the end. <laughs> I hope it's not the same, but my name's cut out. <laughs> I actually didn't want to mention it, but I did hear that they're doing everything the same and just cutting Mustard's name out of it. Spoiler alert. Man. That's some cool shit. For anyone that doesn't know, um, that's uh, one person gets that. Like Whatever contest they're doing, it's not to... Yeah, so. a physical copy of the Trix EP with some bonus stuff on it and a remix of Wonder for Murder. And following right on the heels of the Tricks uh, Halloween EP, um, not to be outdone, um, somebody else released an EP just days later, days later, on the Friday before Halloween. It almost didn't happen. Some lame-ass artist by the name of Jiggles released the Curse EP, which got, I think, maybe a half a dozen listens. Um... Yeah, um, no physical copies, um, but you can find it on streaming services as well as Bandcamp. Um, that would be J I G G L Z, correct? I think I think so. Yeah, it's it's got a Z in it. It's very new metal, I think. Just trying to help you plug. <laughs> Just check the uh, liner notes in this episode. I'm sure the link right. will be right. There will be no link. No, no, no. Um, right not here. Right now. Um, so then there was a uh, surprise twisted album called Glyph. Um, I don't know if anybody checked it out. Um, yeah, that's still not on streaming, is it? Nope. Physical only. Physical only. Man, I can't say enough good things about that album. That's it is very good. I highly enjoy it. It's so good. I guarantee Chris hasn't listened to it, right? I have not yet. Oh. I haven't yeah. even seen the track listing. Like, how long of an album are we talking? Uh, it's only it, like 30 minutes, I think. It's coming in That's solid, at though. exactly 35 minutes. Yeah, perfect length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 tracks, 35 minutes. Uh, production handled kind of uh, almost down the middle for most of it between Fritz and Straightjacket. And then there's a couple tracks on there from... Young Wicked, and then a track from uh, with Grady from Oh the Horror doing production. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. And I will say for me on that would be Never Die slash Reboot is my favorite on there. Also, Clown with Straight Jacket. Yeah, Clown is a great song. The song that keeps coming back to me is Falling in Love with Someone Who Hates You. Mm-hmm. Falling in question marks. Well, if you look at the track listing on the inside, it says Fallen in Love. Oh, it does? Okay, well. It does, yeah. Um, I know they originally listed it as a question mark. 
but god damn that song is so fucking good and that's a jamie solo there's no monoxide on that one and it's got that emo ass singing and really cool instrumental and yeah the whole thing's really cool yeah the instrumentals are just phenomenal i know robbie me and you talked about this before it sounds like twisted jumped in a time machine went forward about 10 15 years and came back and said hey this is what rap music sounds like now or it's more, I, I like i don't i don't know if it's like that forward thinking for like rap as a whole but for twisted it seems like i think specifically fritz and straitjacket like brought some new sounds that they hadn't played with yet um like the guitars on the first track i'd say are like similar to stuff that um i guess like the emo trap genre you would call mm-hmm. it like uh people like lil peep and stuff like that have been doing yeah, for a while the, or you know the, we're the, doing the, 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 with us. but the clean, uh the clean tone kind of a little bit muted guitar guitar yeah, yeah super cool and i think that was straight jacket i want to guess i might be wrong i'm not going to guess who did each track anymore because i don't have it in front of me but uh but yeah those two guys specifically brought a lot of really cool sounds that twisted haven't really messed with before and i think it was i'm excited to see more of that to come yeah the first one was straight jacket um, Great and the second one uh, was a James Garcia beat, mm-hmm. which, stab. yeah, stab. Which I gotta say, Monoxide went the fuck in on that song. I think that was his best showing of the of the album. So yeah, that album Glyph from Twisted was phenomenal. I, yeah. I transcribed most of the lyrics for Genius. I had a fun time. Uh, HD is probably my favorite song on that. That one's a weird one, especially Monoxide's verse. He goes His a little violent insane, day on yeah. that. Yeah, it's he very violent weird, day. Different voices. Yeah, it's interesting. Something I don't think he's ever done before. Even oh. close. No. That, um, that's that's why I like it. I'm a, a violent J fan. I don't, I don't listen to too much Twisted. If you transcribed most of it, does that mean someone else kind of bumped you out of the way and did some or did you just give up halfway and not do the rest i, I gave up i gave up uh I, I was gonna wait until it was on streaming but uh, a new genius new user named uh oolong pie did uh three of the songs and uh, they've been <laughs> fuck oolong pie Dude, <laughs> they've been... <laughs> no they've been doing Thank a great job they've been doing oh, great. I mean, thanks oolong pie you're, you're a good brother thank you oolong pie I, they they, hey, they, they like some we might have, have a future guest on the on the round table you never know don't say that they fixed your mistake say that they edited something that you did and you need to double check to see if they're right because they i don't want to insinuate that you did it wrong right. yes no yeah mustard mustard speculation yeah to say you were wrong is uh, i i don't want to hear that <laughs> only positivity if so, Mustard, I'm glad you had a fun time <laughs> transcribing that because the last album I'm going to mention is Super Famous Fun Time Guys coming in clutch at the end of the year with something we were all anticipating them to release something. And it seemed like they were going to, and they didn't. And then, what was it, a week before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas, they're like, hey, holiday EP coming out. And then we got the HEP Advent EP. Which I have only got to listen to twice so far, but I fucking loved it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, seasonal. A lot of horsing around on there, as well as some fun songs and uh, features from Stray, Donnie Menace, and Doc Gruesome, as well as, of course, Dubs, the 
official unofficial third member of Super Famous, and uh, yeah, I am I, a big fan of that one. Yeah, big fan. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Dubs because I didn't write that down, but that was on my radar all year. Well, ever since it came out, when did it come out? Like March? Dubs Unshadowed. Uh, I think that was. I'm gonna say. I'm going to guess that it was July. Okay. Well, and I'm going to tell you that it was on my radar, but I never got around to listening to it. And then when we were talking about doing this podcast, you were like, dude, how come you haven't listened to dubs? And I'm like, oh shit, I guess I need to listen to dubs. And so I listened to it at work, loved it, listened to it again. And I think I listened to it three times the first day. And then... The second day, I listened to it another two times. And Are then these I all at work? To, hmm? Are these all at work? Yeah. You said it worked the first time. I just wanted to be able to oh, place Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah, I do just... like 99% of my listening. <laughs> okay. I just, um, you know. But then I actually made my kids listen to the Dope AF, which they both enjoyed. They thought it was weird and fun and quirky. And that's probably probably a vote for maybe my favorite song. Maybe not. Um, Sausage and Bacon is cool. Um agoraphobia is maybe a little bit too relatable for me um but i really like that song um i thought that was a really great album i don't know anything about dubs outside of Funtime guys and even that like my knowledge of him is sketchy just that he shows up sometimes is a friend of theirs sings raps and this ep was or this album was completely different like I don't, I don't know what to what i expected but like musically and vocally and lyrically it was so like out of left field for what i was expecting and i don't know are we was, doing we doing top five still we can do top five um okay then I will, I'll, I'll, really I'll save it personally related to a lot of what he was talking about that on that album and i feel like like people throw around the term like dad music a lot and is usually has negative connotations but i think dubs at least to me felt like dad rap like yeah, I, I could... on a level like not like oh yeah he he's talking about like when i listen to twisted it's like oh yeah you know being an outcast i remember feeling like that when i was younger and it gives me a lot of nostalgic feelings for the past or whatever this felt like right now. This felt like, yes, this guy is talking about what I can relate to right now. Does it have yeah, atmosphere a- vibes? When you say dad rap, I instantly just go to atmosphere. It doesn't not, I would say, but it also, like, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be my first go-to, but, like, I, I could see an atmosphere fan enjoying it. It's similarly, like, underground rap in a way that isn't, there's no, like, horrorcore or anything like that. It's basically just a... It's a very earnest album about a dude trying to kind of pull himself out of a depressive slump through making music and like spending time with his family, I would say. Okay. Um, and it's very good. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, so that's basically my album roundup. That's what I, what I bought, what I spent time with this year. Um, I'll also say that James Garcia released a single called Goodbye. I don't know. It, I think it just kind of slipped under the radar. But that's probably my, definitely one of my favorite songs from him, solo-wise. Wow, okay. Uh, definitely spoiler. the best thing he's released under James Garcia. 
moniker. Better than okay. anything on activated. I'll have to check it out. I, I slept on that one, so. Yeah, that's a great track. Um, and then there was the, uh, well, maybe we'll talk about that later. The the Bloody Sunday thing. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to it. I was about to say you're stealing everyone's thunder, and then you said that. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Let me steal everybody's thunder. Have that thunder if you want it. Um, go ahead and open that can of worms. Um, <laughs> so take it away, guys. What did you guys like this year? Pete? Are uh, we just talking Juggalo related for, for right now. now? For now. Um, uh, I'll just pick off a couple things that you did not mention. Uh, I picked up the Attack of the Ninjas CD, the Fright Fest, which I didn't realize all those songs had already come out. I thought they were all new. So I got this and I'm like, huh. All right. <laughs> but still a nice little collection of everything. Uh, all in one little bundle. Yeah. Uh, we also, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, and this came out in 2022, the uh, new Ouija Max CD. Um, I am not huge on him, but I don't hate his last couple CDs. So um, I, I would give that a listen if someone is on the fence or an old fan and not into the new stuff and doesn't want to give it a shot stale wind and gutter water uh, for me i think uh kind of ring true for an old-time fan you're talking an old-time ouija mac fan or an old no no like old-time like juggalo you know i listened to 94 and all your new shit is stupid kind of listen um I think Why there's stuff in, in <laughs> I think there's stuff in his newer stuff that people can pull out and realize. Um, Stale one definitely for me jumped out. The, he had one earlier in the year, a couple tracks, you know, I liked, but it wasn't until I heard Stale win that I was like, okay, this is I, I get it now. This guy, I, I dig this album a lot. He puts out uh, too much, maybe, but uh, on his big albums. Yeah, he, he comes with it, so I'm I'm pleasantly pleased with the direction he's going in. And then, uh, I don't want to take up too much time here, but it would go... Uh, it can't go further than, than without mentioning the Juggalo Day 22 exclusive Devil in Leather. <laughs> so, we gotta, we gotta rock out with our Devil in Leather out. So. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's funny. I don't know if it's good, yeah. but it, it's it's there. It's good for what it is. Yeah. Another tape that I added to my ever-growing, I haven't collected in 20 years. Now I have to pick up a bunch of old and new stuff. Uh, had to go grab that just because I'm a stupid mark for collecting shit. So. I'm going to be um, really sad if that doesn't show up on a Forgotten Fish Nest on the road. You would think it would. Um it's tough. Like, what do they do nowadays? You know, even when they put out uh, an exclusive, like a couple of years ago, they had the the two CDs at the Christmas party here, uh, and those went right to streaming. This went right to streaming. Like, it's kind of hard to stay forgotten. You know, it, it, those are now more stuff that has hit the cutting room floor, maybe, and not singles. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? It's still cool to put it out to the masses, but... They can't win. 
Uh, you put something out that no one wants to hear, oh, that's shitty. You put something out that we've already heard, oh, that's shitty. Uh, you put out a best of, shitty. Stuff that you don't like. It, it doesn't matter what they do. It's, we're going to complain about it. But. Yeah. Maybe someone will remix it and put it at the end of uh, Poe the Woe or whatever the <laughs> fuck is coming out. So. As a bonus track. So that's about it for me for Juggalo. Stuff that you already mentioned. Same for me. New Twisted CD was good. Um, both EPs for for Wicked whatever were good. <laughs> uh, waiting on the third one that'll never come out. But Yeah. That's about it for me in the Juggalo realm. Yeah, I gotta say, I I didn't check out Ouija Mac's newest album. I honestly haven't checked out anything from Ouija Mac except for Gutterwater, which I enjoyed. Didn't really go back and visit too much. Pop it in every once in a while. I kind of I kind of like it, but it's just not really in my sphere of what I would normally listen to. And to be honest, he just puts out way too much shit. And I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just stopped paying attention. I was like, oh, be, before I was, before I was um, a streamer guy doing the, the music streaming, you know, like you kids do nowadays. Uh, it was before like, you got oh, with 2012 technology. Correct. <laughs> correct. Um, yeah, you know, it was just, it seemed like too much work and too much money to keep up on his stuff. I'm like, he's dropping a CD every two months and he's charging, you know, full CD price plus shipping. And mm, full CD price meaning $20 for a cardboard sleeve. Right, like 1998 full CD pricing. Um, so I just, I just stopped. But I have, I have checked out a few of his uh, albums on Apple Music. And I got to say that it's it's okay, but I'm not really invested. But if you say his newest album is uh, really good, I'll take your word for it. Listening to streaming alone even is hard because all of his songs are the same. Like there's no, like you're saying with Buckshot, it's kind of like a, a theme that you go, oh, that's that album. Ouija reminds me of not musically, but the amount he puts out and all the songs kind of having the same vibe, like Griselda music. I don't know if you ever listen to their stuff. Like all of it is fire to me. But I couldn't tell you, oh, that's from that track outside of like a few that really stick out. But I'm like, here's 60 albums in a two year span. They all kind of sound good, but they all kind of sound similar. Um, right. Stalewind yeah. was the only one of Ouija's that jumped out where I'm like, oh, that's that album. I like that album as a whole. Did you guys like his album Dirtbag? I did. I thought that and Stalewind are probably the top of his output to me. He has the four, what are the four like element gimmick ones, right? He has gutter water, uh, stale trash, fire, trash fire, wasteland, wasteland, stale yeah. That's yeah, cool. Like those would be like the, the starting point I would hit. Yeah, Dirtbag's not one. Dirtbag is my favorite Ouija Mac album. What year was that one? Uh, 20. It was a couple years ago, I think. I don't know. First one I'm looking at it, he has so much music <laughs> and such a small amount of time. Chris, what, what did you uh, get into this year? Yeah, when, it, when it comes to this realm, the only other one I feel like that wasn't mentioned that's Juggalo affiliated is, uh, I believe you pronounce it horror, H-O-9-9-0-9. 
I dig their stuff. I don't, I don't even know how you describe it. Kind of Death Grips-like, I feel like. But that album was a banger to me. I'm not even into Slipknot, but the Corey Taylor song on there is a banger. Um, I've yet to see them live. There's a few local shows when they're by themselves I missed, and then I didn't get it to Hollow Wicked, so I'm dying to catch them live. But that album jumped out to me. Um, I guess somewhat Juggalo Realm release. They played a couple adjacent or not adjacent even like main shows this year i'd say that yeah yeah it seems like they've been blending over you're too busy listening to wizard of the hood eighteen thousand times this year <laughs> yeah if we want to do our top five wizard of the hood <laughs> tales in the lotus pod <laughs> wizard of delray the wiz soundtrack <laughs> I, I was excited just to hear some of the, the stuff you mentioned, like the amount Buckshot put out you were mentioning this year. I'm like, man, I did not. I see him on social media and I see him like promoting stuff, and I just assumed it's the same, maybe three albums. But when you're naming off how much he puts out, and I'm, I'm intrigued now hearing it. So, if anything, oh, this little roundtable has me interested in checking out some of this stuff. Yeah, he did a couple of singles too. I think uh, the Horde had their first single came out this year. Which is a, a Buckshot and Boondocks group, I think. Yeah, it's their new horrorcore project, I, from what I've gathered. Yeah, which makes it like their fourth collaborative project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something, I don't know. That's why I assume it has something more specific than just those guys <laughs> rapping together. Yeah, it's got to. The imagery makes it seem dark. Yeah. Um, mustard? Anything uh, you got into juggler related that wasn't mentioned so far? Am I allowed to bring up stuff that came out like 30 years ago? <laughs> if, if that's your current, uh, I may accept that for the time being. Well, I got like, I, because uh, of the ICP with Lead podcast, I started listening to House of Crazies and I like transcribed like all the albums and I I really like the, uh, that stuff. House of Crazies. I like, uh, Sacrifice by Mr. Bones and Season of the Pumpkin yes. are both really good. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll accept this line of questioning. I will accept this because Sacrifice is still one of, probably my top horrorcore album of all time. I, I love ah. Sacrifice, yeah. It's um, great. Reminds me yeah. of uh, Old School Isham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure that was the point. Uh, and uh, Tricks, okay, top five that came out this year. I like Tricks a lot. Um, Wicked Vic. Uh, probably songs of Sam Hain three. Um, uh, I guess Pug Oddly because I like all of ICP's albums, and I really liked the two bloody sing- uh, Sunday singles that dropped. If that came out this year, that would I assume that would be up. Um, because like something's in my room, I think was really funny. Um, and Harrowing Time was scary, and I like when Violent J does scary or funny songs. So, uh, good job, Jay. Yeah. Good job, Jay. Good job, Jay. A harrowing time was really cool. And I would love to hear a whole album of that. I didn't realize you were talking about a song at first, and I was like, it has been a harrowing time for my own harrowing time. (laughs) You know, I thought it was going to be a whole album of that, but then something's in my room came out, and it's like, okay, it's not going to be a whole album of uh, creepy stuff. But I'm, I'm still down for whatever he's putting out. Hopefully that happens eventually. Yeah. It happened right after walking home Tuesday. Sorry about that. Okay. Got him. Um, <laughs> Back to Pug Ugly. 
I just want to shout out Abracadabra because that track I think is my favorite track they've done in a while. It has an old school vibe in it. Yeah, it's basically Hocus Pocus too. Yeah, really, it is. It is. It's not a Steve Miller cover, which I was a little bit disappointed. <laughs> At least a but, sample in there would have been fun. But ultimately, it was a great song. It's probably my favorite ICP song in a while. Just had that old school flavor to it. Really clowny, really fun, bouncy beat. Yeah, my favorite ICP songs of the year were probably um, uh, Hyde Park Peddler and Clown Bounce. Hyde Park Peddler had gave me really big uh, Bizarre Bizarre vibes. Yeah, it reminded yeah, me of Mr. That. Happy. Uh, they both ride yeah. a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That didn't get past us, don't worry. <laughs> cool robbie what did we miss that's worth mentioning. oh boy well um <laughs> let's see i could uh I'll, I'll, I'll start with i'll just go through my top five of the year and then i'll throw in some honorable mentions and we'll we'll get there the the, the old-fashioned way cool uh that doesn't mean anything <laughs> doesn't have to so you're gonna give them an old-fashioned mm-hmm. so uh number coming in at number five I will say Songs of Sam Hain 3, Twisted. Really liked it. Uh, good stuff. We talked it, we talked it to death. I don't need to go in. But uh, number four, I would say Poltergeist, uh, one of the two albums this year by Dean. Uh, D period, E periods between all the ones. It stands for Destiny, Everything, and Nothing. Um, he released two albums this year, Poltergeist and Voodoo Frankenstein. Poltergeist was a rap album, pretty much all about ghosts and afterlifey stuff. Uh, Voodoo Frankenstein was a rock album with various blues influences and things like that. But uh, Poltergeist was my favorite of the two. Um, a lot of good features from Mad Max, uh, Ill Tricks, Salem Alumni, Diabolic. Just uh, really good stuff overall. So that was number four. Number three, uh, Cody Manson's E equals MC Skelter. Um, production from uh, both Devereaux and uh, Scrim from Suicide Boys, and it kind of falls into that lane. Um, a lot of really cool stuff, kind of trappy. Um, his, he stepped his, like, kind of, um, I'd say his, like, punchline storytelling games both up on this one. The hooks are good. He just, uh, every, if you liked Psychoactive, his first album, I'd say this one was an elevated in every way version of that. He's just kind of getting better and better, so... Cody Manson equals MC Skelter. Number two, uh, Sky Swamp Orange with Odium, which was, it's kind of like a modern, heavy rap rock, kind of like almost a heavier uh, Linkin Park in a way, but with a rapper who, no insult to anyone, but I think is a lot better than the rapper in Linkin Park. (laughs) Um, Stray is a beast. He's also on one of the songs on that Buckshot album we talked about. Um, He's on the super famous holiday EP, so... Uh, he's got a solo album coming out next year, and I think that's going to be a big one. So Stray and Sky Swamp Orange as a whole coming in with Odium at number two. And number one, we talked about it earlier. Jiggles related to it. Baby, it's Dubs with Unshadowed. Uh, just a really a fantastic album. Um, not like it's only in this scene, I would say, due to affiliations and like some of the features on it. But like this could easily be played on top 40 radio uh it's just a really well written 
like I said, album about a guy trying to pull himself out of a depression through making kind of positive, happy music, but also like touching on all those themes. Glitching Out is a really, uh, you know, emotional, cool track. Um, Haunted House gets me every time. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough about Dubs, Unshadowed, coming in at number one. The first listen of the Dubs album, the first song in, I was like, okay, I know what this is. This is going to be some positive kind of a little bit goofy, lighthearted, positive stuff. And for reasons I'm not going to get into, I was in a really shitty ass mood that morning. And I was like, "Fuck, this is not what I want right now. I'm the kind of person that if I'm in a bad mood, I want to, I need to dwell, you know, <laughs> if I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music. If I'm mad, I want to listen to aggressive music. And I was like, I'm not in the right headspace to appreciate this. But I just I just let it keep rolling. And it did what music of that nature usually doesn't do. And it turned my mood around. Totally. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I felt whenever I've listened to it. Is it's, it's it, it takes you where it goes, it, yeah. like which sounds corny, but like it, it it does the job that he was trying to do for himself by making it. So like yeah. mission accomplished, Dubby. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just waiting for a physical release. Never going to happen. Never. Damn. But what else came out that's worth mentioning? Um, sorry, I'm running through a playlist right now. Uh, Insane Poetry had a really good album. Violent Art, kind of a more like traditional boom bappy hip hop, but uh, from one of the best horrorcore lyricists ever. Uh, Donnie Menace, Boomstick, Chainsaws and Boomsticks, uh, similar vibe, just kind of classic East Coast boom bap hip hop record a lot of punchlines a lot of kind of battle rap um vibes on there really really good uh wtp or white trash pope from fams was one i really liked just a real bass heavy um trappy kind of hip-hop album um let's see michigan misfits uh or more specifically jackson of michigan misfits put out one bad joke which is just a little ep about him you know wanting to kill himself i guess um let's see if there's anything else we missed some really good singles from dean featuring zool and super famous uh eldritch terrors and burn your house down respectively um king iso from strange music uh maybe the only strange music artist i pay any attention to at this point but uh his album is really good a lot of just deep mental health talk um really good rapping really deep lyrics um, and then I would say as a larger encompassing thing, but more specifically, I'll start with, uh, Doc Gruesome, who is from a collective called the Cerberus Click. And, uh, that collective put out a bunch of good albums this year. Um, one of their main dudes sadly died about midway through the year and he was kind of the driving force behind them. Uh, EJ Prophet, RIP, but, uh, the rest of the crew is, you know, kind of putting out music in his honor at this point and the doc gruesome album self-titled was really really good as well as the doc gruesome and ej prophet uh collab album four horns those are definitely worth checking out and um i will end it with neon sermon by low-key batty bat and crux one which is just a quick little uh seven produced you know battle rappy space low-key album very good and that is what you missed. Cool. Um, related, you said King Iso. I'm not too familiar. I don't really listen to his stuff, but Strange Music 
signed X-rated recently, mm-hmm. which is pretty big news to people who know or care about X-rated. Totally. Um, he dropped. I'm looking at it now. I thought it was just one or two, but I guess he dropped several singles this year. Um, I've missed them all, but I realized a couple of weeks ago that he put out a new single and there's an album forthcoming, I believe. So that's put that on my to-do list to listen to that because I'm excited and that will probably get mentioned next year, I guess. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sort of avoiding the singles because I know the album's coming and and I'd rather listen to it as a whole. But yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, for people that don't know, X-Rated was... um, early early 90s bay area um you know he was in a crew with uh brother lynch hung in the early 90s and then went to jail for a murder he didn't commit and spent at least 10 years there longer than uh, that. more he, than that maybe like 20 he got out 2016 2017 okay and went in like 92 maybe yeah and so uh and he recently has been on a few songs with with tech nine and various strange music artists and sounds i mean better than ever honestly his rapping yeah. is 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 you know it, obviously it was different times in 92 with skills and stuff but uh he he doesn't sound like a guy from 92 he sounds no. current and really good and so yeah that, i'm looking forward to what he puts out with them yeah that track on uh on asinine the still right here mm-hmm. best song on the album hands down yeah that's my favorite too he absolutely killed that verse and he's so really good on the, the, the King Iso uh, stuff that came out this year, too. So, yeah, if you haven't, Jiggles, I know you have a history of being a fan of uh, Strange more than I am, honestly. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not paying attention to King Iso, I would say start paying attention to King Iso. He's very good. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned those two Dean singles. Um, you and your house down with Funtime Guys and uh, Eldritch Tales with Alizul, because I like those two songs a lot. Um I know neither of those guys put out any major albums this year, Funtime or Alizul, but like those two were my favorite uh, features that they had this year. Yeah, they were. They they both. Well, I mean, outside of the, the holiday EP, um, they both were pretty quiet this year outside of features. But the features they did were were. I mean, some of my favorite tracks of the year. So those two included near the top. I have to check out Dean. I uh, have it, so I will. There you go. Sounds cool. Okay, so I think that uh, I think we've talked ad nauseum of uh, our year-end roundup music-wise, um, but there's a different kind of uh, year-end roundup that I wanted to highlight, and that is seasonal and holiday candies and treats. Oh. <laughs> Every year, I get so excited to see what new novelty candy bars and stuff come out it's usually Reese's and Kit Kat so the Kit Kats get me every fucking time I love this year for probably the third year in a row they've had the the uh, witch's brew for Halloween which is like a marshmallow cream on a Kit Kat one of my favorite candies ever it's I've never even seen this oh it's, it's unbelievable it's unbelievable dude, uh, dude I, 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 I saw those last year didn't buy them and I was like, I don't like it. Didn't interest me, but you kept like talking. You like mentioned in the Discord a few times, and I then so I bought them this year, and they're great, dude. Like, they, thank you for just talking about them. I, just, I recommend the the Witch uh, Kit Kats. They're really good. Hell yeah, top notch. And uh, Christmas seasonal Kit Kat was the gingerbread, which they did last year also, which is 
amazing. It's first bite is a little molassesy, and then it goes right into the spice. So good, so good. Mustard, where's your Reese's Roundup? What kind of uh, fun Reese's products did you run into this year? Uh, let's see. First of all, oh, wait, let me just say, uh, by the way, my top five list was not in any order. I don't much want to say that on record um, of the uh, albums. Uh, VCs. Uh, first of all, I pronounced it VCs. I know that's wrong, but I don't care. Um, and, okay. So they had one that had, like, potato chips pieces in it. And that sounds really stupid and gross. But <laughs> it... It is probably my favorite Reese's outside of like the normal. No, they probably like it more than normal. It's really it's good. Than it doesn't taste like a Reese's cup with potato chip shoved in it. It just tastes like a Reese's cup, but with a better texture. Like if you if you break it in half, you it, you don't see any potato chips. I don't know why they call it that. They they could have just not said there was potato chips and called it like a crunchy Reese's cup, and everyone would love it, man. But all these people, they're like, oh, I don't want to try that. That's disgusting. N- non-believers, I say. Um, I haven't uh, tried it, but that's just because I haven't seen it in the store. And Reese's doesn't need to cater to cowards. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I haven't had trouble finding it at gas stations in like uh, singles. Um, uh, what else? Uh, the pretzel ones were good. Um, mm. uh, what else was there? I have like a list. Uh, I had crispy, crunchy, nutrageous, fast break. It was all kind of the same to me. Because they're all like candy bar things. I, I don't go to VCs for like candy bars. I go to them for like peanut butter cups. But those are all pretty good. I think Nutvagus was probably the best out of those three. Because it's like a Snickers, but good. Um, uh, what else was there? Uh, oh, VCs Peanut Brittle. I was very excited to try VCs Peanut Brittle. Because I love Peanut Brittle. But the, the chocolate shell on this one is like peanut cream. So it's like way sweeter than the normal peanut butter and visas so that was too sweet i didn't like it um and uh also you this is supposed to be seasonal so the seasonal visas like they have like the one that's shaped like a tree kind of and they have the one that's shaped like an egg kind of and all those the pumpkins those those are those are the best visas every year holiday visas best visas uh that's my opinion uh and that's the visas roundup and you're not wrong the trees and the pumpkins are the best although this year i've taken a liking to the the miniature cups the good old-fashioned miniature cups something about the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter on those hard edges yes. just really good i agree too much peanut butter otherwise yeah we make uh, peanut butter cookies every christmas we call them peanut butters peanut butter cuppies is what we call them it's a dumb name but uh it's a peanut butter cookie, and then you just you put it in a like a miniature cupcake tin or a muffin tin, and then you shove your thumb in down the middle of it to make a like a hole. Put a miniature Reese's cup in there, and then you bake it, and it comes out, and it's like this. It looks like a cupcake, but it's a peanut butter cookie, and it's got a Reese's peanut butter cup in the middle, and it's just fucking incredible. No, you probably don't want to hear this, but like I've had th- that kind of cookie before, and like I just take the Reese's off and eat it. Like I, to me, that's like a waste of a good Reese's cup. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! I, I don't like peanut butter cookies. The traditionalist. Yeah. Oh, oh, peanut butter. That reminds me. 
there's also VCs, it's called like the Extreme Peanut Butter Lovers or something, and there's no chocolate in it. And that one I think is pretty good. I probably wouldn't buy it that much, but like it's I think it's it's a valid VC's cup, um, along with the normal ones. Have you had the one with the Reese's Puffs in it yet? Puffs? No, I, th- I think I had one that had the Reese's um, pieces in it, and that one was okay, but not as good that as the good. peanut as the the uh, the potato chips one, in my opinion. I've not had the Reese's Puffs one. I right, didn't that, know that's that. making its way out to you. Keep an eye on it. I'm gonna have to look for that. Speaking of the Reese's Puffs, I recently discovered that the the Mom brand cereal, the Malto Meal brand. Uh, their version of the Reese's Puffs. It's called Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> it's really good. It tastes exactly the same as Reese's Puff cereal. And you, you get it here first. For like a third of the price, so it's a win. Alright. And that's our Reese's Roundup. Thanks, Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> You have like a jingle to place right here about the yeah. Reese's? Sure. Sure. I'll figure something out. Okay. What are these? Reese's dipped animal crackers? What? Huh. It looks like just animal crackers, but they're dipped in. Chocolate I mean, I'd, I'd eat the shit out of those. So. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah. v- I had uh, Reese's dipped uh, pretzels, and I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, that sounds amazing. It does. It, it's yeah. good, but it's like it's like again, it's like not what I go to Reese's for, you know. Like, um, if I'm if I want Reese's, I want like a, a nice like peanut butter cup or something. I don't want like pretzels and candy bars. But that's my opinion. Understood. I get you. Okay, so looking ahead to 2023 in the broader Juggalo underground horrorcore, whatever you want to call it, scene. What's happening with 2023? What are we getting? What are we hoping to get? What are we going to be told we're going to get and not going to get? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you asking? Yeah, you're the host. Steer this uh, ship, goddammit. Oh, damn it. You didn't say I was the captain. <laughs> the captain doesn't even steer this ship. That's the helm <laughs> officer or whatever. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> um, I use that gif way too much at work. When someone doesn't want to make a, a decision, I just send them the picture of the guy with the captain. Great. Okay. All right, Captain. Crunchitize me. Oh, so now I have to go first? <laughs> yep. You've yeah. um, got to talk. I'll try to uh, leave some for other people because I don't want to take it. So is not coming out, Pete. Oh, God. <laughs> well, is Pearl Jam touring next year? Um <laughs> Sponge just had a show last night. Should have gone to see that, but uh, anyways. Um, I, uh, looking forward to the next couple months, we have Astronomicon coming up here in Detroit area. Always a good time uh, for us locals. I always suggest people should come out for that. Um, I don't think they're done with the guest list or they haven't even announced like musical gimmicks or, or anything with m and in it but that's always uh, something we look forward to every year uh, I'm looking forward to Songs of Samhain 4 <laughs> because the first three were so good, the fourth one has to be good, right? Um, I'll go down a darker or different path here 
I hope ICP comes back and does something. I, was, I didn't know what I was going to say there, but let's just say do something, period. <laughs> um, we didn't get a chance to talk about this on our podcast uh, because we just haven't had a chance to talk current. So maybe this will be my only opportunity to save us. I was vastly disappointed with Halloween. And I understand that that is now their gimmick. And me as a local Detroit person, uh, I'm spoiled. But their Halloween show now has a lot to be desired. And it's changing my feelings about them. And if I want to go see them and how I want to support them. I know that sounds shitty, but I, I just hope they come back after this little lull and, and hit some home runs. Like, as much as we all come and go, right? Like, we're super into it, we leave for five years. We're back into it, we leave. We talk shit, we still listen. All of that aside, they can hit home runs. And it's out of the park. I mean, they're, they're just over the past, like, five, eight years. Carnival of Carnage show, home run. Their stuff they've done local shows, home runs. But then they just drop the ball and it's fucking disappointing as all hell so with everything they got going on on top of me kind of wavering about that i just hope they come back strong with a cd a concert something and you know keep it going 100 percent agree with that i think they've had a lot of setbacks uh the last couple of years I think they they came out with Yum Yum after a couple of delays. And I think they hit that one out of the park. I think just the whole rollout and how the momentum they picked up after releasing that. And then, you know, they did some one-off shows and then they had the, the two EPs so far, which came out on schedule. <laughs> and then the third one didn't. But I think they are in classic ICP behavior they have too many pots simmering at the same time and they need to instead of violent j working on two or three different solo or side projects they need to just especially at this point with everything else that's going on they need to just focus on icp just what are they doing right now they're on a joker's card cycle work on that cycle work on the eps work on the album if they're, if they're not going to tour, fine. Do a couple of shows here and there. Focus on output. Focus on the music. I want the, the next EP. I want it, I mean, Juggalo Day. That be seems like the logical time for them to release it now at this point. I want that. And I want the next Joker's card to be, you know, started up. I want it's to the see. the sixth of the second deck, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I want I, I want the rollout for that to start this year. I want to at least an announcement that hey, we're working on it. This is what we've got. This is what we're doing, and go for it. As you say all that, I just had so much stuff like contradictory in my head. Like, if they want to just lay low, that's fine. Like we are spoiled to the point where we need new news and new music and new something every day. Like, I, and I get it. 
if you just want to say we're not doing shit for three years don't you don't have to tell us like you could but like just lay low and be cool we're not forcing you to put out anything concerts music content shitty tank tops like we don't care do you do whatever you have to do to be in your own headspace or whatever like problems aside or not take the time off but when you say like you want to roll out of like the new era that brings up another point and i don't know maybe this is me (laughs) chris probably knows this better than anyone i like to jump in and tell people how to do their own shit (laughs) without actually doing their their own doing it for myself um do they need like a better crew around them like hey guys we are not going to make music for two years but i need someone in the office to create content to make videos to do things online to keep this train rolling without the two of us being here and they don't have that because they employ all their shithead friends and people who move from out of state who just want a job to say that they worked for the hatchet that's not the way to like run a a business you know what i mean like again that's me telling them what to do and what do i know they're millionaires and i'm not um they definitely have no presence outside of like you said them like they're amazing you put a camera in front of them they're funny it'll work their patreon was good just them talking but yeah the the posts anything just just done by like the company to try to promote them is it feels like 10 years outdated when it comes to online presence. I mean, unfortunately, if you want to get good people working for you, you have to pay them. (laughs) Uh, This is true. Yeah. There's a history there. Now, yeah. And Pete, you're right. I mean, they they don't have to do anything. I'm just saying I would like, what I would like to see is to pick up the, the momentum that they had earlier in the year and just keep that going. If they had a little setback, they had you know um, a lot of things happening and that's fine but if they were to just take some time off i mean that's cool too what you know what the fuck do i know it's amazing in retrospect if we look back in if we're doing this in 10 years right and we're looking back at the different eras like we do currently their era during covid they put out the best shit the content that maybe they've done in a, a decade Hmm. With everything they did on Patreon, that was all gold. And now that we're back, back to normal, <laughs> Dr. Fauci, but <laughs> this is not a political podcast. This is not um, a political podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it went, reverted back to yeah. you know, like it, the, the fire that was under their ass to, let's just say, make money when there's no money to be made is now gone. And it's like, oh, you did an interesting gimmick with Bloody Sunday. And then, uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not always about the music. It's about other stuff around it. And I just just hope they come back strong. Like I do for anyone. I don't wish anyone ill will. Yeah. I guess ultimately that's what I want is for them to put out good music and I'd rather have it sooner, but if it takes longer, it takes longer. Big whoop. But it just kind of, 
that momentum of those those first two EPs, and then it's like, oh, the third one, the third one, and then there's no mention of it. And but hey, we're gonna have a Violent J album instead, and then that doesn't happen, and it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I just I want them to do good, and I want to hear new content from them, and I want it to be good content. Um, if it, if it takes a while, it takes a while, but I'd like to see at least you know some kind of indication that they're heading that way. Or the opposite, like we talked about. I would be perfectly happy if they said, we're retiring. You know, we'll come back if we feel like it to do a show here and there. We'll do the gathering every year. We're not going to be a constant thing. Because, like, you can tell whenever they ramp up and go hard, they run out of gas pretty quick and start running on fumes because they're just, they're not 25 anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I don't know. It's it's hard because you still need to make money. Like, they still need to take in income, and this is what they do. But also, like, you can tell that they get worn down faster. And and it, there'll be those stretches of, like, Patreon. Like, you know, like, okay, we're pumping all this content out. We're having a lot of fun. And then it just seems like they get just exhausted. And I guess when I say they, you know kind of mean violent J because shaggy you know does not seem to have the same he seems to have a lot of stamina for being in the public eye and doing things um i don't know you know i i think they should work at a pace that is healthy for them which is like they're trying to push past that and then not able to meet that goal i don't know if you guys saw this but uh, shaggy was on a podcast today um talks hit and he mentioned that like um, October and November were bad months for them, and they're like he he kind of said that like ICP is like not doing anything at this moment. Um, and they're gonna come back later. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Um, so I, I guess that's nice as confirmation is like yeah, don't like uh, there's a reason that uh, the stuff didn't happen at the end of the year that we said would. Um, he didn't say like any details, but um, hopefully that will uh, stuff will happen soon. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. I mean, and that, and that's basically what we're saying. I think is that if they need to take time, take time, but don't promise us stuff that you're not going to deliver. <laughs> you know, well, there's I mean, also obviously extenuating circumstances. Right. Right. Exactly. But at the same time, it was like. They never said anything about whoa not dropping. They never said anything about Valenjay's album not they dropping. They need a PR person. They need a PR person. They need better <laughs> online presence. They just need better communication. If if they just came out and say, hey, sorry, we had projects that we're working on. They're, we're running behind on it. We're not going to get them out in time. We're going to take some time off, whatever. Cool. Cool. Do what you got to do. But the the not saying anything is just kind of like oh well, that sucks how come you're not putting shit out that you said you're gonna do they just need literally one person who knows how to run twitter right <laughs> in the office yes <laughs> all right well moving on from that um twisted has a new project coming yeah uh yeah my the one am i on uh Am I talking Twisted? Am I talking the year as a whole? What are we talking? I'll, I'll start um, there. Twisted History. Let's talk some Twisted Future. 
Okay, yeah, that's all I care about talking future. these days, baby, because we just had the Certified Psychos tour, which was a lot of fun. If anyone had a chance to make it out, amazing tour, fantastic. Um, and that was, I mean, they said a few times in interviews, and, and I think it's it's pretty clear that was a, a nice, you know, send off to the past. It was 25 years of Twisted this year. Uh, they celebrated it all year long, and they ended it with that tour, which was basically them doing songs from you know 98 to. 2003 roughly outside of some of the some of the riotous stuff that was a little later but um and they said you know they're probably not going to do most of those songs down the line which you know they didn't do you know like rock the dead or we don't die on that tour or songs that they you know probably will want to keep in the set list but they they retired a bunch of shit and i think it's about time they've been so consistent with what they've been dropping i think all the music they've been putting out is great and they don't ever play any of it live because they play the old hits which is great for old fans but i think they're performing in the studio at a level right now where they should be trying to bring in new people more so than cater to people from 20 years ago and it's time uh you know play the old shit tour move forward start 2023 with a tour you know focusing on the last five years they've got a new album with zeus who is rob zombie's main producer and does a lot of his score work and also you know worked with a bunch of other rock bands coming out they said that it's you know a, along the lines of unlikely prescription but much better and with you know a more focus on rapping and zeus is pushing them to do some more rapping because that is what he said that was their superpower they're adding some more wicked stuff to it so it seems like they're kind of instead if, if 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 unlikely prescription was kind of jumping in the deep end they're kind of then adding their spices to that deep end so to speak um i think it sounds really exciting i think just I'm, I'm ready for them to go full foot on the gas into you know the future and i think that's what we're looking at hell yeah yeah, I'm excited for that one. I liked Unlikely Prescription a lot. I think that was a really cool project. It sounds like they weren't 100% in retrospect happy with Unlikely Prescription, or not that they weren't happy with it, just that it didn't go all the places that they wanted to go. It's also weird timing. I mean, you got to push something like that on the road. And they had yeah. one tour lined up, and it got canceled, <laughs> opening for Static X and them. Yeah. Um, it, it, it almost felt like a false start. Like they put all this money and energy into the promotion of it with the videos and, and, and they pumped it out to radio and stuff. And then kind of after it came out, they sat back and didn't do a lot, you know, for whatever reason. So hopefully this time around, they really pumped the shit out of it. Cause yeah, I mean, those, those records need to be doing more. What What's what's yeah. As someone who wasn't, too into their rock stuff. I'm excited for this one. Like you said, it it seems like a lot of this prescription was missing something. Like it was like maybe like a watered down version of a rock sound with them. So the descriptions of this new one, like you said, sprinkling in what they're good at, what you know their um, strong suit is, makes me really interested in how that sound worked this time around. Because I feel like they've gotten better progressively when they do the rock stuff, but it always felt like something's missing. So I think. Um, working with this producer and him letting them know like what their strong parts are to focus in on. I think it was going to make this an exciting one to hear. Totally. And yeah. I, 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 I really like Unlike the Prescription, but now that you say that, like thinking about it, it is missing some of the personality, I think, that makes them such a strong act. Like, I think um, 
the songwriting is really strong. I think Jamie writes a hook like nobody's business and and can Great. sing. Um, but, but yeah, I, some of what makes them them, I think, isn't quite in that album. Um, and so, yeah, I am really excited to see what Zeus draws out of them and, and kind of, you know, now that they're more comfortable playing in that sandbox or whatever, you know, they can add layers of detail to it. That's well, a I weird think... metaphor that the three things put together. <laughs> Working with a producer is always a good thing, especially when you're doing something that is not in your normal wheelhouse. I mean, Twisted could put together, I mean, like Glyph, they could put together a horrorcore, Wicked album, whatever. They could do that in their sleep. They don't even need to try. They don't need any help. They just need to find right. beats and rap on them. But when it comes to something on a bigger scale, especially something more rock oriented that they're not really as familiar with, having a single producer kind of give direction to everything and help them bring out the best in each song will make this a much better project overall than if they didn't have a producer. Yeah, and it sounds like he's, I mean, acting as a producer as opposed to, you know, a guy a making the music or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I think that's exciting because I don't yeah, think they've ever worked with someone like that. Yeah, no. that's absolutely what they need. And speaking of that, on a similar tone, all is Lulu working with a producer. Working with a, a producer. A producer. <laughs> Some guy. Uh, yeah, so so the burying the lead by talking about, well, to, to in my heart, uh, bearing the lead on 2023, talking about ICP and Twisted up front, I think 2023 is going to be full fucking long live evil takeover. Um, Ala Zoe Lu has an album produced fully by Mikey Clark that's in the can, ready to go. The E stands for Ludicrous Luke. And then, let's see. So there's that. Uh, they also have a collaborative album, like as a label, coming out with Super Famous. So it's just going to be the five of those guys rapping hard on tracks for 20 songs, I think, are on the record. 20, 21 songs. So that's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, Super Famous has an album ready to go, I think, or at least really close, called... Uh, I'll tell you when I want to laugh by laughing, I believe is the title. Uh, they always make it as difficult as possible to remember what the fuck they called their stuff. Um, and between those projects and just the consistent kind of leveling up and growing that they've been doing as a, as a, as a entity of that label, I think 2023 is going to be crazy for them. So that's, that's where my excitement mostly lies for this next year. Yeah, definitely those four groups do we think a venomous five is going to drop to uh in the next calendar year? it's hard to say they scrapped it uh fully like the yeah. tracks that we've heard on like the songs of sam hayne albums were recorded for the venomous five album and then they didn't like the direction it was going thought they were kind of not half-assing it but it could be better so they put those all out on compilations and started from scratch i have no idea if that's even how much has been laid down, if any. I know they said they're working with a producer that they've worked with before. That's what Zool said. So I assume they're talking about Slasher Dave because they said Mikey Clark's not involved. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it, 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 at least wheels have turned, but I don't know how much is, you know, put to tape. Is this going to be M&E's um, supervillains? 
Uh, no. Dark, Dark Lotus, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, he went with the worst one. Is this going to be their terrible project? No, I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I just meant it's starting as this and it's moving on to something else. And it's going to be, by the time it comes out, it's going to be completely different than what they originally intended. Well, I think what they originally intended was let's make an album. And then yeah. as the tracks started coming together, I mean, we've heard the tracks. They sound all right, but they're not yeah. super exciting. You know, it just sounds like those guys featuring on a track together. So right. I think they thought it needed to be a little bit more conceptual, a little bit more its own entity. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I, I would much rather they scrapped it and started from scratch with, with an idea and a goal than just trying to put some songs together in different studios and emailing them around and all that. And a producer. Yeah, which is good too. And it, and if purely speculation, if it is Slasher Dave, I think that's a perfect fit. And I oh, would yeah, love, love to be twisted and Slasher Dave on a project together. Exactly. Yeah. And if we're really, really getting speculative here, um, at Camp Zool this last year, they said they were going to be filming a music video for a track produced by Slasher Dave, and that never happened. So I don't know what happened there, but maybe that's what that was because Twisted was also there for a day I don't know <laughs> That's as far as the rest of the underground goes uh, Fams and the Hooligans I think should be dropping stuff that sounds good like I mentioned earlier Stray from Sky Swamp Orange has Cloudy Alibi coming his solo album I think that will be fantastic um, I mentioned Doc Gruesome and Cerberus Click earlier all those guys have a group album coming out in January um, Cabal's putting out another project. Loki's got a horrorcore album coming that he's been dropping singles steadily for. Um, there's a there's a lot on the horizon if you're talking underground. I'm excited for the next Cabal project. In June, July? It's labeled somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember. Somehow. The name just has me interested. Nights of Cabal. That sounds fun. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Cabal, it's Buckshot, Loki, and Mr. Gray, formerly of Gorilla Voltage. Their first album's great. Check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Um, here's something that's probably not going to happen, but I really wanted to. Um, the ROC has been popping up on uh, the social medias. Uh, he's working. He's working on new music. I know for a while there he was talking about uh, Zodiac Imprint putting out another project that would be really cool i i thought that ep was really cool um i honestly i want anything from roc whether it be a solo project uh zodiac imprint or house of crazy just whatever just give me more roc and i think he's about due for another full-length album because he puts out one every i think five or six years um (laughs) depending depending or yeah so I think we're just about due. Digital Voodoo was in 2017. So, so we're coming up on six. But what was the gap before then? Like 10 plus? Um, that was the longest gap. He put out the uh, the one on Psychopathic, the Welcome to the Dark Side. That was in 2008. So that was nine years. So yeah. You'll get an ROC album when you want when he feels like putting something out. Yeah. I don't think there's any any consistent patterns there. No. No, but he did put out a couple of singles. Was that last year or in twenty twenty? Forget. But they were all really good. I think. Yeah. I'd there's also like one. to say I'm looking forward to more of Esham's Instagram. 
No one's following him. He's a good time on there. I don't know if he has music coming out, but he is a blast on Instagram. He is such a troll. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like more Ishan music too. Um, I thought PsyOps was really cool. It was really different, really unique. And I don't think it got I loved Ishan, but I'm so out of the loop. That's one. I think I mentioned it to a few of you guys that I need a rundown of what to check out, like post tongues era i mean i've heard the psychopathic releases but after that it's like sacrificial here and there really but yeah yeah that's post psychopathic i think sacrificial lambs is probably his best psyops is i'd say maybe that's even better if not as good just mm-hmm. it's so different it's i mean it's a it sounds like garage rock it's it doesn't sound like that's anything interesting. Each time yeah yeah it's really different but I, guess but I would say none of it. Uh, he, he's never gotten back to as good as tongues and previous. I would say. Yeah, so, they're running ahead. Right after he left Psychopathic, he dropped a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was garbage. But there was a lot of a lot of a lot of heat there, and I think it was because he was pissed off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, he's been coasting for a hot minute. Uh, well, maybe he'll run for mayor of the city again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like his Morgan album. Um, I like his album. She loves me from uh, 2020. I think. Yeah, those two were interesting. Like they had, they had like cool stuff on them. I, I, he's I consistently interesting. Album. Yeah, he's been very interesting ever since. Uh, I think what was it suspended animation? I think was the first album that he put out that really just kind of went out in left field. And I mean, he's like, every few years he reinvents himself a little bit. But I think it started with suspended animation and the albums that followed that. It was just, it turned into this whole different thing of like almost progressive, experimental hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. using a lot of uh, EDM beats and his, the way he rapped was a lot different. I don't know, there's just a lot of really interesting, weird stuff that he had never done before. Yeah, the music, I'd say, is more interesting than what he's doing, which is the, the, the downside. is He's he's <laughs> choosing different palettes to, to play with, which, like you said, like Garage Rock on Psyops and stuff. I don't think he's bringing it on the mic. Okay. Uh, yeah, not as well as he used to. Um, every once in a while, he comes out with... A, Something that's just like, whoa, you know, there's Ishan, he's rabbit again. Um, it's still in like there his, somewhere. His yeah. verse on Eight Ways to Die was really cool. I yep. know that was several years ago now at this point. Yeah, that verse was, I like, that was, yeah, I think that was Ishan's best he sounded. Um, although, personally, I don't even like his psychopathic stuff. Like, my, like, I don't love anything after Kill the Fetus, personally. Um, so, like, maybe I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also don't really like the psychopathic stuff. I think Tongues was the last great work. Or I like Godlike by Nodis as well. Godlike, yeah, Godlike is cool. Was cool. Yeah. Cool sounds, I like, like you said, musically on that. Mm-hmm. I like the the new stuff from Acid Rain. Those last, I think, four tracks yeah. or whatever. Those are really good. Um, Repentance had a few a few good songs, but most of it was mm, so-so. Um, I think A1 Yola is kind of underrated. It's, it sounds most like an Esham album of all that stuff, I'd say. Yeah. I think that the production on that especially is really cool. And he definitely flexes on the microphone. The The content 
is tiring because it's just like, oh, here's a song about cocaine. Here's a song about <laughs> prostitutes. Here's this, another song about cocaine. And yeah. that gets a already long. done with the, like dead flowers. Yeah, exactly. It's basically it's dead flowers again, um, which wasn't bad. I think A1 Yola is a lot better than most people give it credit for, but it's still not a great Ishan album. And that's 2022, game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to get on the eShop tirade here. Sorry, guys. Just check out his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Um, without getting too far in the weeds, um, I think we put out a good uh, recap of the year here. Going far into the weeds, like I just said, we didn't. <laughs> Can I talk about my mime thing? Oh, yes. Please do. <laughs> Okay, so there's this, there's this on Amazon. There's this review for Riddlebox that has one star, and it says, "This album has too much stuff about mimes. Every song is just how ICP hates mimes. Like the songs, I hate mimes. Attack of the mimes. All juggalos attack any mimes they see. Mimes should go back to Mimeville. If there was a movie on being a mime, everyone would hate it. Like there's just too much stuff about hating mimes on this, and the album gets kind of tiring because of that. Um, and I found this review." Like a few years ago, and I was like, this is hilarious. I love when people just lie on the internet. I think it's really funny. This is not sarcasm, by the way. Um, so I put that review on I put that review on Twitter um, like this October for the anniversary of Riddlebox. And then someone replied like, dude, I would kill to hear a whole ICP album about them hating mimes. It's an alternate version of Riddlebox. And then I was like, dude, I should make that. So since October, I've been working on a parody rap album of Riddlebox with the titles from this review um so like all mimes should go back to mimeville that's like i'm coming home um and just like me and this other guy like we have the whole album written and it's coming out on april fool's day 2023 i'm very it's very fun i'm not i suck at i don't have a good voice for rapping but the writing it's been really fun i have all these like samples from youtube of like people talking about mimes and putting them in the courses in between this verses and stuff and it's a fun time uh the last four songs are the best ones on there in my opinion uh and yeah it's uh eight riddle box beats it's a 10 song album it's like 40 minutes long and i talk about hating being a clown who hates mimes that's the character i play and yeah if you want to be if you're listening to this it probably means you're like someone in the icp3 discord server although unless you guys advertise it i guess but uh if you know me and you want to be involved then like message me and we, there's a song called the war on mimes which is like about uh me and the other guy we we call up uh, some clown friends to help us fight mimes so uh there's like some guest verses on that i might if you want to have like like eight or like 12 lines four lines even that's fine uh yeah uh anyway so that's I'm that's what I'm looking forward to in 2023. Is that being now I am as well. Yeah, yeah. take my money. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Can you please, please put somebody on as an actual mime rapping and just have eight bars of instrumental? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but um, there is a rap battle song. Um, <laughs> it's it's on the Joker's Wild Beat, um, and I won't say anything more. <laughs> This is so awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is officially take all the other stuff I said back. That all sounds yeah. terrible compared to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also since we're wrapping up, I just want to say um, back to candy real quick. Uh, two candies <laughs> I tried. I tried this year for the first time, 
Nerds gummy clusters are really good. I've only really recently been getting into a uh, non-chocolate candy and Nerds gummy clusters is like my favorite one I think. I, I don't like sour stuff. I've been getting into it and that's a really good sour candy. And cookie dough bites are incredible. I can't believe I've never heard of them before. It's like it's like chocolate covered raisins but there's cookie dough inside and it's like one of the best snacks ever. I can't believe I haven't seen it before and it, that's incredible. Like one of my favorite snacks of all time. I just had it for the first time this year and I'm yes, done talking now. <laughs> it's like we're talking to the ghost of Mike Leach. <laughs> like, <this is> fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. And that's Juggalo Roundtable, folks. <laughs> A little bit of everything. Hell yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, last minute uh, thoughts? Uh, if we're doing plugs, uh, you can listen to me and Chris on the Juggalo Rewind. We've done three seasons, two mini seasons, and our next season coming up this year is Blaze, One Less G in the Hood. So venture through that 18,000 tracks with us. (laughs) Uh, We also uh, haven't been talking about it too much, but we have a wrestling project that should be coming out in January, hopefully. If anyone cares to watch it or just wants to put it on and give us numbers, we would appreciate it. We will tell everyone what that's all about when the time comes. But other than that, 2023, here we come. Let's let's get rocking and rolling. Come see us at Astronomicon. See us anywhere in the Detroit metro- metropolitan area. Buy you some conies and talk Fago and Michigan football. <laughs> Boy, well, I'm actually going to plug a different podcast because it'll lead into other plugs. So uh, I'm going to plug our good friends over at ICP with We, which is rebranding fully, officially, as Twisted with us for 2023. Uh, they're going to be going through all the Twisted uh, albums one by one, and I will be joining them for the first two episodes of the season on their most tasteless original and reissue episodes. They're doing two separate episodes for those, and I'm going to be on both. And in conjunction with that, I'm going to restart from scratch my uh, at Twisted History on Instagram, uh, starting with the HOK stuff and moving forward. It's going a little slower than I had originally intended because a certain uh, son of midnight uh, is promising me good stories and taking a very long time to get back with them. Uh, but I will get caught up very soon. And then um, outside of that, at Do It For The Underground on Instagram as well. That's where I'll be promoting and talking uh, all the other stuff that I talked about today. You can find all that information and promotion there. Pete covered it all. So Perfect. BTCU. <laughs> By the time right. this drops, we will be <laughs> national champions. Uh, I want to tell everyone to get an account on Genius.com, especially if you're a podcast that reviews ICP songs. First of all, there's no ads if you're logged in. It's great. And you can edit song lyrics. Uh, message me on there if you need something to um, Related to that, I have a I run a Twitter account called Obscure ICP Facts. It is at Clown Music Facts. Um, and the reason I made that was basically to, like, share some of the information that I've obtained like a lot of this is like kind of 
started as genius annotations and if it's like interesting at all I'll put that on twitter and then i can do like videos and stuff um it hasn't been active recently because i've been busy but I, I have i have like a bunch of notes and stuff i'll post there um and there's like a hundred tweets on there now so you can scroll through there if you uh, are interested in learning obscure things about icp um so that's uh clown music facts on twitter and i have an instagram too and i plan on posting everything there but also i've been busy um yeah and oh, also mine. uh look out for mime box coming april fool's day uh this is it's real by the way by the way like it's not an april fool that's coming out it will happen it'll be on probably Bandcamp if that's allowed and youtube uh um my plan is to put it on youtube and say that it's like freaking like uh what's that the joker's gallery ep or something and then it's just that um so and yeah well, luckily nobody will hear this because that just ruined the whole surprise. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I, if anyone who who is more interested in Mindbox than the Joker's Gallery EP, which I'm sure is everyone, that's how they gotta go to find it. Um, <laughs> that's everyone, <laughs> everyone, and they, they'll be advertised on my Clown Music Facts Twitter probably. Although I don't advertise on there, but anyway. Uh, and also, I I have some podcasts. Um, not juggalo related but i have one called an animorphs book club podcast where me and like four other people view the animorphs books and uh that's an animorphs book club podcast there's a different one called the animorphs book club podcast which actually ca came out after our podcast um funnily enough. Up, uh and that twitter is like aabc podcast um and that only updates like every two months but uh it's fun time uh, I think that's everything I have. I can listen to you talk all day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're going to have you on our podcast. I don't care. I know we've promised other people. We wanted Robbie, like, right at the very beginning, before we really knew what direction we were going in. But goddamn, we need you on every episode. <laughs> well, this is... Uh purely speculation but um mustard may or may not be the co-host of juggalo roundtable uh yeah five time <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect that's all i need <laughs> if ask me if i have time i don't have time either motto. this is the it's <laughs> yeah december 28th and this is the second episode of the year so here we go if i have time <laughs> if i have mime yeah, Whoa. Whoa. dude, we I rhymed the word time with mime so many times on the album. I'd have to count. I'm <laughs> I am legitimately like proud of the verses I wrote for that album. It's, even though that concept is so stupid, it's been like writing lapses at some time. Are you going to post all the lyrics on Genius, or are you going to make someone else annotate it for you? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm posting it and annotating it, yeah. I, I have most of the notes ready for that. Yeah. I'm going to go in and edit it. <laughs> like, like you've made mistakes on your own annotation. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm Jiggles. You can find me on Instagram. I am the homie jiggles on Instagram. Um, as kind of mentioned earlier, um, I do have a Halloween EP that you should go listen to. It's on all streaming platforms. It's on Bandcamp. It's called The Curse. 
Um, and then Robbie's going to open up an Instagram account called Jiggles History. Um, and open we're gonna it talk and not post anything on it. That's my perfect. Promise. Then it'll be just like my music career. <laughs> now you post stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, new music projects coming this year. Hopefully, I'm not going to say exactly what they are, but I'm working on stuff. Um, working on some stuff by myself, and I'm going to try to work on some stuff with some other people. And that'll be coming down the pipeline later in the year. Um, possibly another Juggalo Roundtable episode in six months um, or sooner. Um, probably with uh, at least one of you guys. Speculation. Mustard. <laughs> if he has time. Okay, and that's going to do it. Um, thanks everybody for listening. This was the Juggalo Roundtable, and we're done. Thank Turn you off for your radio. That was just warm up. All right. Well, let's get to the episode. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Juggalo Roundtable Podcast, episode six. 